Live from the Blair County Convention Center in Altoona, Pennsylvania, it's the Kima Podcast, the emergency management podcast for Kima members, by Kima members. I'm your host, Paul Falavolito. Joining me as usual, it's Miss Amy Amir. Hey, Paul. Hey, it's been a whole like hour. Since I know. We and last let me talked. let me tell you, the snack session is amazing. The eclairs off the charts. I, well, I didn't make it there. I saw there was baklava, so I feel like I'm screaming. Am I screaming? No, you're uh, good. Okay. But listen, we had eclairs, and they were good. Okay, I'll take your word on it. I didn't make it that far. Yeah, yet. I know it was a good thing. So okay. everyone's on break right now. Yep. And we do have a very special guest that I'm going to let you introduce. Wow. Just because I don't know how to say his last name. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Dave Bjorkman. Did I say it right? Bjorkman. Bjorkman. And he is, I don't know your official title at the school, but he um, serves as the secretary for the Keystone Emergency Management Association. Fantastic. So tell me about the school. Sure. I am the lead faculty member of Penn College of Technology's Emergency Management Program. We're about six years old as a program. Uh, we provide students with an undergraduate education in emergency management. Uh, upon leaving the school, uh, they can get jobs entry-level planners in a variety of different organizations, maybe county emergency management, hospitals, uh, any other related sector. That's awesome. How You said six years, so how, how many graduates do you, th- I mean, I'm not looking for an exact number. Uh, mid-20s. That's right awesome. Now. So, um, and I saw you have some, some of your students are up here now. Yes, we have one, two, three. I think I've seen about seven of our students. If anybody's listening, they are the best dressed kids in the, the whole They really place. are. Oh, yeah. They're all in suits. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes, yes. So, Dave, we've actually talked about your school and your program, I think, uh, a couple times. Um, like right when we started the podcast, I think it's a fantastic program. Tell me a little bit about, like, start to finish, how long that is, kind of like what the what the curriculum is, how do, you get, how do you get today's person that's interested in emergency management out into the sector? So one of the biggest challenges marketing emergency management, especially to the K-12 graduates, is that they don't know what emergency management is. And one of the challenges we find is that they're aware of criminal justice. They know volunteer fire, et cetera, but they really don't have a good handle on what emergency, emergency management really is. So part of the problem with <coughs> marketing a program is you first have to explain to them what emergency management is and what they can all do with that degree. Uh, so I do get a lot of students who are coming from the volunteer fire service, which is excellent. They have a, a good foundation from that first responder, public safety perspective. But once we get over that hump, uh, the program is really designed to educate students to be future emergency management planners as entry-level practitioners in the field of emergency management. So our program is heavily predicated on emergency planning, understanding the fundamentals of planning, knowing the fundamentals of the incident command system, uh, the phases of emergency management, talking about core capabilities and critical infrastructure. Uh, It is a four-year undergraduate degree, 120 credit hours, so they leave with a Bachelor of Science in Emergency Management. Uh, Semesters one, they're getting into the introduction of emergency management. Uh, We know that emergency management is very multidisciplinary, so one of the good things about our program is we have a diverse amount of elective offerings from political science to psychology to uh, healthcare, uh, sociology courses, et cetera. So students get a real uh, exposure to both the um, general education requirements but also tie-ins to the emergency management field. Uh, moving along into the second, third semesters, they're getting the basics of the incident command system. 
Now, one of the things I liked about the incident command system course is that it's not just training, because there's a difference between training and education. Um, <clears throat> while we do a lot of functional EOC-based exercises in our classroom, so our classroom replicates an emergency operations center. Oh, wow. Um, what we also do is have students take an academic look at the incident command system, so looking at existing scholarly research on the incident command system, the national incident management system, but as well as giving that real-world practical experience of this is an emergency operations center, and this is what a functional EOC exercise looks like. So we kind of blend both the academics and the real world. Yes. I, I kind of like that idea, the functional exercise, because how many people do, I know that we, when we have people come in right from schools and stuff or just a new experience, like they've never, they've never sat through a drill. Sure. So. That is one thing in our program we do a lot of drills. Uh, and I also have a practice, you know, developing tabletop exercises using the HC process, um, <clears throat> master scenario events list for functional exercises. Wow. So students get a lot of that exposure, both the educational component as well as some of the nuts and bolts of what we do in the field. I, I guess one of the big questions that comes out for me is, and we've talked about this so many times, is the the old guard of emergency managers, the people that didn't have any uh, formal um, emergency management training. Sure. If they were the fire chief, mm-hmm. you know, they were also the EMS guy, and then they were also the emergency, or emergency management guy. How has the reception been from that generation of emergency managers towards these new scholastic emergency managers? Sure, that's a great question. It's been excellent. One of the biggest questions I had in my mind coming into this program and starting this program was how were internships going to work? Students are required to do a 300-hour on-site internship with an emergency management agency or an organization with an emergency management function. So I was a hospital emergency management coordinator, so students can intern there as well, too. Uh, I have yet to have an agency turn down a prospective student for an internship because they've been so receptive uh, about the program as well as the requirements of the program, too. So it has been... uh, I've been pleasantly surprised with how well the reception has been from the older generation of emergency managers with this new student population looking to get into emergency management and passing along all their information. And, and am I right by saying, isn't Kima, we have a mentorship committee, and does that tie in with your school and your students, or is, is, is that, am I on the right path with that? You are. One of my uh, graduates, an excellent student, She uh, her name is Liz Landis, uh, well, Liz Hess. Hess. Now, Hess. I'm sorry, Liz, yes. if you're listening. Uh, she was actually the one who had the idea and reached out to me. She was one of my graduates, uh, graduates a couple of years ago, uh, and a Kima member as well too. And she had this idea of again bridging that gap between the new generation of emergency managers, the older generation, and providing some type of structure or mentorship program. Uh, and so she was really the catalyst for that. Uh, that idea. Very cool. Yeah, I, I think it would be uh, great. Now, all of your students. Um, Where's the school located? We are in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Okay. Home of the Little League. Yes. Little yeah. you don't World know that, Series. Little League World yeah. Series, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so they all come physically to the class. This isn't like a virtual where someone in Allegheny County could do it online? or. Well, interestingly enough, we also started more recently an online program. So traditionally, we offer the classroom-based program. So first five years was all classroom-based. Now we expanded into the online distance as well, too. So we're probably 80-20. 80, 20 uh, classroom to distance. Yeah, very cool. Very. I, listen, I think I think it's a fantastic uh, thing. You know, I kind of wish, you know, how many people have come up to you and said, I wish 10 or 20 years ago that this uh, program was open for me to take to get sure. a degree. Um, 
you know, maybe it's not too late, but but I, I think it's I think it's a fantastic thing, and I'm I'm very excited that Kima uh, is involved and is going to be getting even more involved uh, with the Kima mentorship committee for these emergency management uh, students. So, what do you think of uh, day one of the conference so far? We're only what three four hours into it, right. and this place is jumping. Amy and Bob, once again, have done a knockout job. It's fantastic. All these people coordinating, networking with one another. Uh, I'm sure these booths will soon be up and running again, too. More and more vendors here. It's great. I saw more and more. There's one that just came in. I just saw um, CTL came in. So more and more vendors will be definitely coming in. I looked earlier with our registration system. We had just over 100 people here Mm -hmm. um, for the first round of sessions. That puts us at the halfway point for our enrollment. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And again, I I think this thing only keeps getting bigger and better. For sure. uh, You know, year year after year. And uh, crazy, crazy excited. Well, listen, Dave, I know you got to get back to uh, doing whatever class you're going to do next. And Amy, you know, you've taken the headset off five times. During sorry. this interview. <laughs> I'm sorry. So There's people that, you know, the vendors are coming in. So this is my lane. Yeah. Uh, so can I just tell you how disappointed I get every time he hits that button? <laughs> yeah. It's because a, it's over. Because, because it's, it's the over. closing music. Yeah, well, thank closing you for having music. me. It's the first time I've done this. Yeah, this Dave, is, listen. This is fun. <laughs> I, I know we've emailed each other a bunch over the last year. Great to finally meet you. Thanks you for making well. time uh, to stop in. Um, but I need to go get another eclair before they all go and more coffee. <laughs> And uh, I'll see you guys all later. See ya. Thank you. Thank you. And that's going to do it for episode 28 of the Kima Podcast.